Hey everybody, this is Brian with Mid-City Vineyard Church. Hey listen, if you want to learn a little bit more about Mid-City Vineyard, uh, you can check us out online, midcityvineyard.org. Check us out on Facebook at Mid-City Vineyard Church and on Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard. Also wanted to uh, let you know, we know a, a number of folks really enjoy listening to the conversations uh, on the podcast uh, each week. And so if you would like to support the ministry that we're trying to do in Mid-City, New Orleans, uh, it's real easy to donate and we would greatly appreciate that. So if you would like to donate towards the ministry of Mid-City Vineyard, you can text the letters MCV to 77977. It'll walk you right through an app uh, and it's super easy to donate that way. So text MCV to 77977. Hey, this week uh, our conversation was a little bit different. Instead of an actual uh, teaching, what we did was we had a couple of folks from our community of faith who were just telling stories about the things that they've been experiencing through uh, the life of the divine, through the community of faith, and uh, things that have been going on in their lives. So that's what we're going to do uh, for this particular conversation. Let's listen to some of those stories. So we thank you for joining us. Much peace to you. Some of y'all know my story and um, how Mid-City Vineyard is incorporated into it. And I apologize for those that know my story, um, but it kind of starts, um, and this is for those who don't, but it starts off several years ago. Um, I was in a really low, dark place in my life, and I asked for help from God, and he sent it. And um, the help that was sent It is extremely encouraged to maintain a good spiritual condition. And with my background, I didn't know what that meant or what that entailed because I only knew one spiritual condition and it wasn't a good one. So through fellowships, I slowly learned how to maintain a good spiritual condition and I still fail today but I, I have the tools to um, try to maintain it and <clears throat> Mid-City Vineyard goes along with maintaining my spiritual condition in a lot of ways for instance I could relate to what Mary read. You know, um, she read that people cried out for God's help and, and he, he helped um, serving, going out in the community and um, getting out of self, getting out of shit and loving others and helping others. Um, <coughs> greatly improves my spiritual condition so I don't have to go back to those dark days. And that's just a couple ways that Mid-City Vineyard um, keeps me 
spiritually safe. Um, others is, you know, Brian stresses everybody's important, everybody's welcome. And um, so I don't try not to judge and, you know, all those things try to help improve my spiritual condition on a daily basis to keep me from the dark side. That's all I have. Thank you, Shay. Um, now we have Sean Lemoyne. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I really wasn't going to share, but I found out I was in the back with the kids, so I'll do anything to get out from being in the back. <laughs> Those who are in the back, they will understand that. Uh, However, uh, you know, when Christy originally asked me to share, you know, I told her I'd be more than willing. Uh, you know, and the question was phrased, how, you know, I sense God forming and shaping me through Mid-City Vineyard. And uh, for those that know, uh, you know, I was born and raised Catholic, traditional Catholic. Uh, we didn't do a lot of Bible study and uh, it was a, you know, 45 minutes, an hour in church on a Sunday, and that was it. Then you left, you went sin, and then Sunday you showed back up. You asked for a little forgiveness, and uh, you went back through it. So uh, Mary originally introduced me to uh, Kenner, Mid-City Vineyard. Uh, I was there a very short period of time, and then Brian and Christy decided to plant uh, Mid-City Vineyard. So it was easy for me to, you know, to follow you all over here. So, uh... You know, through my time of being part of Mid-City Vineyard, I sense God shaping and forming me in several different ways. Uh, like I said, first prior to Mid-City Vineyard, I honestly didn't have a relationship with God. Uh, yes, I believed in God. However, you know, the relationship just wasn't there. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I think that's probably uh, similar to, you know, most people. If you ask them if they believe, yes, but... Most people don't put time, energy, and, and practice it, right? So, uh, so you know, my relationship with God wasn't there. I didn't practice faith. Uh, I didn't do any Bible studying. I didn't do no praying. I didn't do no reflection whatsoever. Uh, it was, it was kind of empty. It was a void. There was, you know, there was no connection. Uh, now, I read every day. I read the Bible every day. Uh, I find myself, I'm in a Bible app every day. Uh, Several times throughout the day, you know, I sense the Holy Spirit. Uh, Brian talks about that. But uh, it could be a bike ride, you know, and, and I smell something and I kind of, you know, look around and realize, you know, this is all created for us. So, uh, you know, praying, praying was something I never did today. And then when I first started coming to Mid-City, I did pray, but it was only at night. Now I catch myself several times throughout the day. I could be in my office and just stop and say a quick prayer. So, uh, you know, this has led, led me to be more compassionate, you know, have a little more em empathy and uh, be a little less judgmental. Uh, the, second, the second way I sense God's presence is uh, in the relationships, you know, that I have in Mid-City uh, Vineyard. The, the fellowship's amazing. I know when I was 
you know, going to Catholic church. We didn't have fellowship like we have now. Uh, just the, the book study, the, uh, you know, cigar nights at Brian's house, stopping, you know, calling Brian, hey, let's go have a cup of coffee. Uh, so the relationships is, you know, pretty amazing uh, for uh, Mid-City uh, Vineyard. I've created these relationships through Christ, through the Holy Spirit. I come to realize more often, more often than not, uh, you know, all of us have, you know, similar struggles, whether it's, you know, the faith, believing, you know, or things in our personal life. So uh, it's, 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 it's good in a way to see, you know, that everybody's going through the same things that I go through as well. Uh, you know, even having those random conversations with many, uh, you know, a conversation might pop up. You know, I, I've spoken to Newman a couple of times, and, and, like, he shared something with me, and I was like, man, I needed that today. And I know that is, you know, the Holy Spirit working. And, you know, the same thing happens at work. I have conversations at work and just random conversations. And after, you know, I could reflect to it and sense why that conversation was had. Uh, and not only that, now I find myself doing simple, you know, text messages to some of y'all in church that I've grown close with is, hey, I hope your day is going good. You know, I hope you could sense the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, getting the text message back saying to you and, and stuff like that. That's things I would never do in the past. Uh, and then, you know, finally, as I continue to press deep into my faith, I sense the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, questioning me. You know, what would it look like if I did this? What would it look like, you know, if I did that? Uh, what if I reached out to someone in need to see if they needed help? Uh, what if I just stopped and said, you know, hello, doing a busy work day? You know, and just kind of, you know, everybody gets caught up in their day-to-day struggles. But, you know, I, I have, a, I guess, a little more awareness of what other people might be doing, or how they're feeling or what they struggle. So just to stop and say, hey, how's your day going? Uh you know, and these are, these are all the things that, you know, the Holy Spirit's having me do. Uh, you know, so that's it. Just plain and simple, uh, you know, since I joined Mid-City Vineyard, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's shaped me to be a better person. It's just that simple. You know, once again, you know, I'm a little more compassionate, uh, a little less judgmental, have a little more empathy, just be a little more kind. Uh, I'm nowhere where I need to be. I still have a lot of work to do. I'm not perfect. I know some of y'all think I am. But, uh, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I am who I am, you know, because of God. Uh, you know, I, I want to continue to be productive, member of this church, you know, continue to press into my faith, continue to work on being a better person, continue to do all things, uh, you know, that I'm doing now, but knowing at the same time that there will be setbacks, there will be struggles, but at the same time knowing that I'm not alone uh, in this community of faith that we have here. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, next is Kristen. <laughs> Come 
probably start like crying because I can't control when I have feelings, so. Oh no, I lost all my notes. Oh. That was my heart. <laughs> They're really gone. Well, that's such a jerk. Well, that's dumb. All right, I guess I will have to wing it. Wait. No. All right. All right, all right. I guess they're gone. Let me check one more. All right, I guess I am winging it. Okay. Um, so what was the question again? Through my time at MCV, how have I felt... Um, God for me and shaping me. So the background is that before uh, I came to MCV with Phil, um, I had recently gotten baptized at my previous church, Hope Christian Church. Um, after probably attending for like seven years off and on, one day I felt compelled um, to just take the next step and then figure it out from there. So I've, this is all fairly new to me, so I would consider myself like an infant in my journey um, toward discovery. And Phil knows, because every time he asks me a question, I'm like, I don't know. I've never really thought about a lot of this. Um, and also, for you guys, uh, just so you guys are, know, um, this, me being with Phil, is actually new. Um, so you guys have known us as a couple, but that's actually fairly new. So before this, um, yeah, so we had only been together since this part of my journey. So um, a lot of it is actually still unknown. But that's sort of like the background of where, where my starting point is. Um, and when we first came to MCV, one of the things that really connected with me is Brian um, sharing his struggles with uh, depression and anxiety, uh, because I suffer from anxiety as well. Um, yeah, so one of the two, never really committed, but I was like, oh, okay. So like in my pre previous, journey right up to this point was um, the big shock to me was when I first found out I was like oh you guys you guys drink we're, we're allowed to drink that's good I didn't know right and also I was like all right and so so now in MCV it's like oh okay it's okay to have these uncertainties and anxiety and not really know what's going on um, like so like that's good that's like a next big like step of like being able to connect I was like oh, okay um, so recently um, I really feel like God is working um, through me with my decision-making and my anxiety with decision-making. So I tend to have struggles with decision-making and figuring out, you know, is this the right decision? What am I trying to decide? What's, what's going on here? I get anxious and then I make small decisions, big decisions, and then once I make a decision, I regret the decision. And then the whole time I, I just want to follow God's will, but what does that mean? What, you know, once all the pieces start coming in, go into this big dark spiral, and like, what is God really trying to say, and, and what is God trying to tell me to do? Um, and so recently, you know, I've had, big, I've had some decisions that are big or small and probably inconsequential because there are a lot of them are like first world problems, like do I go to South Africa or Paris? Like really, there's probably no <laughs> wrong choice, but for some reason it feels like a big choice and a big regret to me because to, I felt like I chose the wrong one. And so the questions that, um, you know, as I've gone through this journey is asking, like, I feel like two questions I really need to reflect on are, um, why am I anxious? Is it because I'm thinking too much about 
the uh, worldly things about money, about, um, you know, am I getting the best deal? That's probably why I haven't gotten a car yet, because I'm like, oh, am I getting taken advantage of? Am I going to get the best deal? Um, is this, am I anxious because, will I seem cool doing this? Or, will I, you know, will I seem smart doing this? And so, you know, what is causing this anxiety, and is it really linked to um, God, or is it linked to things that um, shouldn't matter as much? So that's one big um, push that I feel is, Am I reflecting, you know, reflect on that? And then the second is, um, should I have regrets or am I in the exact place I'm supposed to be? So should I still be carrying all these regrets with me? Um, or should I just, you know, would I be in the same place if I hadn't made these decisions? So as, I, as I've gone through this journey with MCV and through these decision points in my life, um, really starting to see like, oh, okay, this feels like, the last time when I had to make, to make this decision, um, can I interpret it, you know, with, I don't know, more spiritually. But Brian always says that he can't give, give the answers, so I um, guess, guess I'm going to keep figuring it out. So that's all I have. I'll ask Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. You did great. Funny side note with Kristen and I, I, I didn't know her previously to MCV either, but I, like a year ago, started doing Krav Maga, which is um, Israeli self-defense, and I don't do it anymore, but I did it for a whole period, and then I found out that she did it too, and she actually tested through level one, which is like the most brutal, well, I'm sure like level two is brutal too, but level one testing is like super, super brutal, and so I finally dragged her with me to some 6 a.m. classes and like she's so cute and little bitty and then there's me and we would spar together <laughs> so we got to know each other really really well and close by beating the mess out of each other and we would come and we'd have like all these war wounds from each other but it was fun so yeah that's our that's our uh, our common ground yeah don't mess with either of us <laughs> That's what I'm really trying to say here. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun doing that. All right, next up. Well, first off, do y'all want to do a coffee break? Because that is in my notes to do a coffee break right now. But I kind of feel like I feel like we're sitting in my living room at home, and I think we can get coffee if you need some. But you can come back. So we don't need to take a break. All right, next up is Julio. <laughs> First of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell everybody that today is Lauren's birthday. <laughs> and yesterday was Brandon's birthday. So, and today is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day. I, I, I think I'll start this. Um, I grew up Catholic, light, Catholic light, because my parents really never forced us to go to church because they very rarely went to church, maybe Christmas and Easter. Um, so my church experience was always directed by a bunch of angry nuns uh, who would whack us over the head if we giggled at something in church and whatnot. Uh, we used to have, um, where'd, where'd Sean go? Because he, he talked about not having Bible studies. We used to have something on once a week. What was it? That was it. 
And uh, we would like read comic books, basically, where they would show these pictures of heaven, which really looked like an apartment high rise in, in the comic book. Chuck Christ was the, the character's name in the comic book. I take, I take Prevagen now, so I remembered that. I, I don't know why. Um, so anyway, no, no background in that. I met Wendy in college. We started going to church, her church, uh, in Kenner, which was quite a contrast from what I had known in, in being Catholic. Uh, very well-meaning guy, but he was a fire and brimstone preacher, so I would zone out. I would literally be in the balcony scoring baskets at Madison Square Garden. Uh, rather than I had no idea what the guy was talking about. Um, he got replaced with another guy who was the nicest and probably the best Christian man I ever met, but I didn't understand a word he said either. So nothing. I got nothing out of it. We started going to um, the Kenner Vineyard when it was a pink shopping center uh, a long time ago and for the first time ever even though I didn't buy in for the first time ever I kind of understood what the teachings were about kind of uh, and they had a long haired guy playing folk music and so I could buy into that because there's no worse noise for me than the organ at a Baptist church you know those organs with the things all the way to the ceiling that's like scratching on a blackboard or, and hymns I can't handle hymns either. Um, but I started, and, and we had been there about a year, a year and a half. And this is the first time I ever saw the Holy Spirit work. And I don't want to embarrass Wendy by saying this, but at the time, but at the time, at, listen, at the time, I didn't, know, I didn't know Phil from Adam. At the time, I was being investigated by the FBI. This is another story for another day. And um, I had lost my job, and we were having a hard time making the mortgage. And one day I got a call from the office at this little pink uh, shopping center and said, can you come in and see Phil? I wasn't working, so I went in and saw Phil, and Phil gave me a check for my mortgage. Now, I didn't know this guy, and you have no idea the impact that had. Um, but we kept going, and basically at the Kenner Vineyard, we would go, we would sit in the same spot every Sunday, and we would leave. We knew nobody. So Wendy was on my case. I'm going to get to the, to the focus of the story. Wendy, Wendy was on my case about doing the Alpha class because she thought that since I didn't listen all those years at First Baptist Kenner, I really didn't know what anything was about. So I, I, I figured I'd go for one class, get a free meal, and, and that would be it, and I'd satisfy Wendy. So I went for a class, and I stayed for the whole thing. I took it so seriously that I literally had one woman at my table crying because I was pressuring her so hard because I, I had all these questions, and I wasn't really getting any answers. All I was getting was little things that, you know, little bullet points that, that people knew. So I met a couple of people, and then uh, Wendy and I decided that we would do the – a school of kingdom living. And um, so we did that for a year. And so I learned a lot. And more importantly, I think I made friends, which we never did at church before. 
literally, we just would go, sit, and leave. And then, after, after years of that, we actually, I think we did SKL twice. After years of that, I get this phone call from Brian, who I knew from SKL, and Christy, who there's a picture that's surfacing somewhere when it was the little pink building and we were sitting next to each other, but I had no idea who she was. Um, we got a call from Brian uh, if we wanted to have dinner with he and Christy. And um, we didn't have a social relationship with them. So I thought they were trying to sell us Amway or something. <laughs> I'm like, why on earth do they want to have dinner with us, right? And um, so we went. And uh, that's when they told us that, you know, God had led them to plant this church. And would we be interested in joining along? And first I was flattered, and then I thought, I don't know nothing about church. I, I don't know what we could bring to the, to the table, right? And this was, how long has Mid-City Vineyard been around? Three? So this must have been like maybe five years ago. Um, but that's really where it started because what Mid-City Vineyard became, even in the early days before there was a church, it became a community. And I think that that's the most important part of our church is the community and the fact that even though there's not very many of us and we'd like, you know, we'd love the multitudes, um, we're all friends here and that's rare. And, um, you know, and we go through journeys and questions and answers and, you know, troubles and stuff uh, together. And we have enough faith in each other and enough, like, confidence in each other to be able to ask each other things, you know, people that need help, like I needed help with the mortgage. So it's irreplaceable to me. Um, so when Brandon came over this morning, we were talking about quotes, that I should use a quote, right? <laughs> and uh, and um, so we came up with one. It's a Bob Dylan quote, of course. And it's, um, some people feel the rain, everybody else gets wet. And I think all of us in this room feel the rain. And the rain is the Holy Spirit. That's all I got. Thank you, Julio. I made sure when I asked everybody that Brian was like, you know, he's like, I'm not telling you what to do. But you should put Julio last because no one's going to want to speak after Julio. <laughs> So thank you so much, all of you, for being brave and courageous to get up here. I know it's not, Brian makes it look very easy. Um, so we're quite early, so I'm going to talk just for a second, and I have no notes, and this is totally just uh, going after it, because I feel like I'm sitting in a room with my friends, and I love it. Um, so obviously, Mid-City Vineyard, for me, is... it. It, it is me. I don't feel like it's a, um, I don't feel like it's a thing, like separate. It just, it is. It's like, it's a, it exists. It's, it's who I am, right? And my kids have no idea how lucky they are. 
all of us have different journeys of our church experience, right? And for me, growing up, church was a thing. It was what I did on Sundays, um, if we even went, you know. We went sometimes. It didn't matter. But it was it was a thing. It wasn't who I was or it wasn't um, – it was just a label. Like, I don't know. I feel like – so I'm going to call Micah out on a – on something because I I had asked him I was like you know do you want to say anything today like you've been sitting in these services for years and he was like yeah but I don't really like I mean I don't know what is what is Mid-City Vineyard done for me and I'm like that to me is what's so cool is he can't label it because this it's every day for us it just it just is and that's what I had to explain to him I was like I love that he can't identify what Sunday morning church has done for him because it's everyday life for him. And then it's okay that he can't identify what Sunday morning church does for him. And as odd as it is, because Brian and I both grew up singing Father Abraham and many sons and many sons and Father Abraham, you know, my kids have no idea what that is. No idea. And when, I don't know, someone brought up some little song like that, and my kids were like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. They don't even know they're labeled as pastor's kids, and they don't even know all these, like, little sing-songy, churchy songs that, like, it's all I knew growing up. So as weird as it is, they have no idea how lucky they are that they don't know that stuff. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, but when I think about it, and of course, Brian and I talk about all this stuff all the time, I, I just love that they can't label what church has done for them. And how freeing that is I don't even like when people ask you, you know, what religion you are. Like, I don't even like being labeled as a Christian because, oh, like most Christians, that is a horrible name to label yourself with. So I'm fine with my kids not labeling themselves as that. I'm fine with that. I don't like labeling. When people ask me my religion, I just say I love Jesus. And I'm fine with them just saying that or whatever they want to say. And I just think that's so freeing. And I feel like here at Mid-City Vineyard, that's, that's what we are, right? Like, we're just a family with open arms, and we just embrace the whole community. Um, you know, Brian and I always talking about Sunday mornings, and like he says, sometimes we're small in number, like this morning. Sometimes we're larger. And it doesn't matter because for us, Sunday morning is equally as important as Red Bean Monday. There is no difference between Sunday morning, Red Bean Mondays, Thursday morning coffee. It's a part of our life. So we don't have to check off that we came to church on a Sunday morning because church is just us. So when we're together, it's just it. And so when you can you know, change your mindset of like, oh, we have to get to Sunday morning or, 
you know, even when I told Brian that, he was so freed. It's like, right, I don't need to put so much effort on Sunday because Sunday is just as equal. Every step, everything that we do. And so I just love Mid-City Vineyard for that. And I love that my kids are having this experience, as odd as it feels sometimes, that they're pastor's kids that don't sing Jesus loves me all the time. But I just love that they have this family here and that our arms are so open to everybody. I was sitting in a cafe working um, over at a Revelator in American Can, and there's this adorable little couple that is always around. Some of you have maybe met them. Their names are Rhodes and Carol, and they, uh, they sing on Friday nights at Pearl, and they're just cute. One's on the piano and plays the guitar, and they sing. They're the cutest little things. Well, they don't like church. They let me know that a lot. And they're, the other um, day I was working, they came in to get their lunch, and they were like, do you mind if we sit with you? And I was like, sure, right. She was like, you know, I don't go to church. But if I did go to church, I would go to your church. She said, because you're not churchy. <laughs> that's why I would go to your church <laughs> and I was like I'm going to take that as a compliment we are not churchy <laughs> and I actually hear that a lot in mid-city when I meet people if they were to go to church they would go to our church <laughs> so that's I think that's great and I think it speaks volumes for us and our community and how much we have done for mid-city mid as a community it's just been great so again thank all of you who spoke today um, and happy Father's Day to everybody else. And last thing is we do have that new series coming up. I've always wondered, where's our slide for that? Questions about faith. And so some people may be a little confused about this. Um, oh, I do have note cards in that blue box. Can you get that? I think they're in there. Thank you. Um, if you have any questions, they can be anything, to write them down. Brian, he's planning two weeks for it. He's actually got a great handful of questions. But this series can go on for however long, however many questions he gets, and he'll, he'll keep it going. So I know somebody was like, oh, well, I won't even be there the first weekend, so I'm not going to submit my question. No, submit your question. <laughs> the more questions, the better. So um, if, yeah, if you have anything to write down, Oh, I just realized. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about communion. Um, oh, and that's recorded. Shoot, I should have stopped it. Just kidding, Brian. <laughs> we did communion. Um, <laughs> so yes, so please go ahead and fill out one of those cards and you can drop it in the gift jar or hand it to um, Newman, me or Ryan, Sean. And we will close this morning with communion. And